Welcome back to another episode of Practical Nutrition. And today we have a special guest. It's our first time to have a guest and we'll do more of this, but our guest today is Danielle, our dietetic intern. She is currently at Missouri State and she graduated from Texas Christian University with a bachelor's in dietetics. She's gonna be a registered dietitian when she's done with all this. So welcome. Welcome. Yeah. All right, so she uh, picked the topic today and she's going to talk about supplements and so which is a very interesting topic and we can also you know do future podcasts about specific supplements or supplements in general as well but she has some really good information to share with you today so we'll get started with what are supplements so supplements are um, substances that we add to our that's added to food or is taken separately in conjunction with our diet um, it's meant to fill any gaps that our food is not filling currently, um, but we do prefer that we get our nutrients from food first, of course, because we get all that extra stuff that goes along with that specific nutrient. Yes, and we've all said this multiple times. Yes. If you if you haven't gotten it yet, we want you to eat food. <laughs> if you've listened to any episode ever, <laughs> yeah, that's so what we say. Food is yeah. definitely first always. And a lot of people, I think, you know, try to rely on the supplement and they're like, well, I'm going to eat unhealthy and I'll take the supplement. And I'll be okay. But, um, but we'll talk more about that, but definitely food first. Yes. So, um, so who, when you're thinking about a supplement, what, how would you go about figuring out if maybe you need one or don't? Yeah, so I would um, definitely consult an RD first, a registered dietitian, and they can help you identify any holes you have in your diet, what we're missing. Um, and then from there, either if we can't fill it with food for whatever reason, um, if you don't like the food or um, whatever the circumstance can, may be, they can point you in the direction of a reputable company with a reputable um, supplement that might help fill that gap. But it's also important to talk to your primary care physician because a lot of uh, supplements can interfere with medications. Yeah. yeah, so I know like warfarin is a big one. Mm -hmm. um, that can be definitely an issue if you're taking a supplement and taking warfarin. You want to be careful with your vitamin K. Um, and then there's one on here, St. John. Remind me, St. John's War is yes. one. Um, and that can actually speed up how medications are working. So those are just a couple examples of supplements that you need to be careful of and consult your physician, talk to your dietitian, and make sure that you're not going to find any interactions in that way. Yeah. And most people don't usually take just one. Usually what we see whenever we get, you know, lists of meds and supplements with clients is they have a list of them, right. which they may interact with each other. They may interact with specific foods. So that's why it's beneficial to have either a physician or a dietitian or both preferably look at, you know, that list of, of supplements and foods. And yeah. That stuff. And I think I read a stat. It's about 70 to 80% of people take some sort of supplement. So I know there's a stat on here, approximately. 35 billion in sales was generated in 2011 from yeah. that's crazy that's a lot yeah. of money it is a lot of money. yeah it's a, it's a yeah money making area for sure and you know and we'll talk a little bit about the supplement yeah. that was a good intro into the next part it so is. tell us a little bit more about the supplement industry yeah so it's a like we said it's a massive industry they do about 35 billion and up um, recently it's been higher um, but it's a really unregulated industry and the FDA is in charge of somewhat regulating them but they don't have the ability to mandate recalls um, so they can put out recalls and they have up to 99 products on each recall if they do it um, and they really just 
they try to catch things after products come out. They did a study and they found like 23,000 emergency room visits were caused were the side effect of supplement issues. Um, and those, the highest ones were with like weight loss supplements too. Yeah. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that we want everyone to get from this is that you know, we're not sitting here saying supplements don't work, you shouldn't take them. They actually do yeah. work. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and do. so they do work in a lot of ways, but it may not be in ways that you want them to work. And you yes. may be taking things that you don't necessarily want to take and may have a harmful effect. And so they're they're not benign. You know, it's not like, oh, I'll just take this and it won't really matter. Herbs work, vitamins work, yes. I mean, those kinds of things, they do um, work in your body. So you have to be sure you know what you're taking and um, and why, and if it interacts with anything. So, um, so let's talk a little bit more. You mentioned about the FDA not really um, being able to have mandate recalls. What does yeah. that mean? Um, so in other industries, we can recall things, so like defective car seats and that kind of thing. Um, the FDA can't make them stop producing that product or and make have people return them. So they can still sell that product even though there is a recall on it. So you're saying it's up to us to be able to know yes. when that recall is <laughs> happening to not take that supplement. Yeah. yeah. And there have been yeah. recalls. How many people have seen that a supplement was recalled? Probably oh. not many. Yeah. We can't see you out there. But <laughs> if, if anyone raised their hand, I would be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, um, so again, you know, just to summarize that, it, you know, all we could, if we wanted to start a supplement here at this table, obviously we would have your health in mind, but yes. um, we could do it and we could put whatever we want in it and we could put whatever we want on the label. We could make, you know, all sorts of claims and sell it. And the FDA wouldn't even really know we exist unless somebody had some sort of issue and filed a report and then they investigated or something like that. And even then they couldn't force us to stop selling it. So that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> scary. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. And they leave it up to the manufacturers to audit themselves that they're putting in what they say they put in. Hmm. Yes. Which is scary. <laughs> I have a comment about that too because I mean I personally know people that start their own supplement yeah. brand and I, I know they're not people that know about all of that stuff, right? They're not sitting here doing third-party testing. They're making what they think is a good supplement and it may be but we don't know what effect that's going to have on person a versus person b until after they've taken it and after it's happened and i think that's scary (laughs) and then sometimes like if you look at the label of some of these supplements it's like a thousand times the rda for certain things which we don't need Mm -hmm. like if you're doing way too much calcium iron that can act there's upper limits of that type of stuff and that can be detrimental to our health as well Mm -hmm. so it's important to be on top of that too yes Yes. So, and how about, um, I, there was something mentioned on here about monsters. Yes. <laughs> okay. So that is on, um, so they really make a lot of claims. Like we see it all the time, all natural, um, fat burning, that kind of thing. So these are really unregulated claims. Um, and like the big one that a lot of people don't know about is that, so the energy, energy drink bang, which is 300 milligrams of caffeine, which is a lot. Um, they were sued in 2018 by Monster for claiming that they can cure Alzheimer's with their drink, um, which is obviously not true. And so they had to stop saying that. But until someone brings this to court, I mean, there's no um, there's no law that says you can't claim that. 
Right. And really, you have to think about, you know, someone who has the money to bring a company like Bang to court would be another energy drink company. <laughs> and so I'm, I don't know that that Mons, well, I mean, I don't know that their um, intention was necessarily for the consumer's benefit, I will say. Um, yeah. But I, I'm honest. Sorry. I'm going to tie But I, but they, you know, another energy drink took them to court. So that's interesting. <laughs> but um, anyway, in that, yeah, that's an interesting story. I didn't know that. So. So, um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about the standards um, that supplements have. Yeah, um, so when I choose supplements um, or when I look at them, I try to go by the NCAA standards because they do have very high standards. Um, and they use, they demand that athletes, anyone who's in the NCAA, use uh, supplements that have been checked by third party companies. So, usually NSF or USP are the two big ones. But side note, make sure you check it on the website because there have been sports RDs at colleges who have looked and so some supplements are lying about being third-party checked. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Another layer. Another, Another layer. Let's peel it back. <laughs> um, so uh, just making sure it's third-party uh checked and then also like trying to stay away from like detox things and herbal blends and those kind of things because they're able to hide inferior uh, ingredients, but also you have a higher risk of contamination of things you don't know that are already that are going to be in there. Yeah, and I know that Consumer Labs is another one too that we use a lot. Yeah. Um, and I've had athletes come. I've, I mean, I was a college athlete myself, and I've had teammates that have had too much caffeine and have failed a drug test. So yeah. it's just little things like that that can make a big difference. So it's important as an athlete to check with a dietitian or somebody that knows the label and make sure that you're not having things that are going to be contaminated. Obviously, food first. We try to push food first whenever we can. So we try to go that route the most of the time. But if you are somebody who is warranted to have a supplement, we want to make sure that it's not going to be contaminated. So for some reason, if you're randomly drug tested, you're not going to miss a game or a yeah. season. Which happens. It does it happen. Does. It does happen. And yeah. Alex, I'll ask this question. So really, yeah. yeah so I know you know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> but as an athlete and you take a supplement and everything on the ingredient list, it looks great. No banned substances. Are you responsible if you show up at as having a banned substance or too high of a substance like caffeine. You are 100% responsible. It is your responsibility to know what you're putting in your body. And you can try to advocate that I didn't know, I didn't know, and you're still going to miss however many games because of it. Yeah. So it's yes. a big deal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good question. Um, yeah. <laughs> Answer. Okay. So um, what are some of the common supplements that we actually might recommend? Because, you know, we don't want to vilify all supplements. Right. They definitely have a place. And there are some that we, we would recommend. But we don't just, you know, you get a supplement. You get a supplement. And so, you know, um, so we definitely look at what the person's health issues are and what their situation is, what other or what medications are taking other supplements um, and if there's a need for it because there are definitely risks with all supplements because uh, again it's unregulated so um, so we want to look at the risk versus benefit ratio and try to figure out what's best so what would you yeah. say Danielle about that I would say probably the most common one would be a multivitamin I think that covers a lot of gaps that we sometimes have um, and I would say again we just go with that third party uh, testing center and just making sure that's certified but those are that's a great for if you're not quite um, eating a total variety of foods or you're a vegetarian or something that'd be a good catch-all 
Um, another really popular one is like omega-3s. And omega-3s, they have so much research coming out on that. And EPA and DHA. And so um, for people who don't eat fish or who are vegan or vegetarian um, or they don't eat fish regularly, that's a great su- supplement. And they're actually starting to use omega-3s in the NCAA for concussions and reducing inflammation yeah. Yeah, interesting. That is interesting. So, okay. And so, um, I and Sarah, do you have any supplements you've ever recommended with your clients? Um, I feel like first and foremost, I see a lot of people that I have to take away from supplements because <laughs> they have this long list. And to be honest, you know, if people tell me I'm not going to eat, like I, you know, met with clients recently, they're like, I'm not eating fruits. Okay, well, I know that you're not going to get the great things from fruits. So let's see what other, you know, foods we can introduce to get those good antioxidants. Well, I like vegetables, but I'm only eating one serving a day. Maybe that multivitamin is appropriate. Um, As you get older or if you are uh, an athlete, the female athlete that we may determine is at risk, we may recommend that you have iron or that you have vitamin D or that you have calcium because we know that you're not able to absorb things as well as people who are considered you know overall generally healthy so we know again that those do have their place but we want to sit there and assess you and try and make sure that you you know can't get that from somewhere else and if we understand that you're not going to then that's where we would recommend supplements like that yeah and then I would definitely make sure like if you're planning to get pregnant or you are pregnant make sure you're taking a prenatal um, that you run by your physician and a dietitian to make sure you're getting that folic acid Um, if you don't get enough of it there is a chance a higher risk for spina bifida um, in your fetus so you just got to be sure that you are taking a prenatal as well that's a big one too yeah, yeah that is a big one yeah so, yeah and those are really the ones I, I discuss yeah. as well so and you know into the research on multivitamins you know we could probably do a whole podcast on that you know but it is interesting you know to see that there are some research articles that show that people who take multivitamins do live longer but um, in general we also know that people who take multivitamins are healthier people you know in general yeah. so they they eat healthier you know typically if you're going to be motivated to take a multivitamin you might also be motivated to eat really well and exercise in general so so there's definitely no answers but um, that are definite with multivitamins but um, except for prenatal of course mm-hmm. um, and breastfeeding but but if you're taking a basic one it's probably not going to hurt you um, because you're getting the you know just the RDAs it's when you take these mega supplements have really high percentages of things that's um, can really negatively affect your health and you know one example I think a lot of people um, are familiar with fat soluble versus water soluble these days vitamins um, so our fat soluble vitamins uh, don't get secreted through out of your body if you eat too much of them they're stored and that might be an issue um, but also water soluble vitamins aren't necessarily benign either talk about vitamin C um, you know Sarah is it okay to get way way high vitamin C no <laughs> it's, not, it's not great to have way way too much of anything and yes most of it does get excreted but in uh, in some cases there can be adverse effects yes of it. Yeah. yeah yeah but it's an antioxidant yeah it, <laughs> it, yeah it, more is better yeah, certain things we know can become a pro-oxidant, which means um, cancer promoting mm-hmm. if you have too much of it. And so, so again, you know, I think a lot of people make these decisions to buy supplements, take supplements, and they really don't understand the, you know, ramifications of it, the possible risks of it. So that's really all we're saying is yeah. know, know where you are, know where you need to be, know the risks of taking them, what you should take. Um, and we can certainly help you with that. <laughs> so um, if you want to contact
contact us. We can, you know, with that for that free consult, we can help you with that. Um, and if you have questions, but consumer labs, looking at things that are third party tested is a great place to start as well. Um, so, well, thank you very much, thank Danielle. You. This was great. Anything else to add from anyone else? Yeah, I would say that if you have questions, like you want to know about a specific supplement, leave us a comment in our Instagram or let us know and we can dive deeper into a supplement at one of our next Yes. podcast recordings because yeah, we could probably spend a whole podcast oh, on, yes. you know, so, but we also don't want to get get too technical yes, <laughs> also true. yeah we think vitamin d is really cool but yeah. <laughs> um, okay well is thank you and thanks again thank Danielle. You. that was a great topic and we will see you next time thank you